Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the Brilliant Dumb Show. I'm Big Game Bob, coming to you on your local airwaves. We are fired up. We are ready to rock and roll. Let's go dancing. Now, in today's show, we're doing things a little bit differently here today. First things first, I'd like to announce that I finally think we have fixed our audio issues. It's kind of been like the white elephant or the elephant in the room, however you say it. Um, the audio has been terrible, just terrible. Um, I had this old mic that I was using. I tried a new one. That one stunk. I think you probably hear me real crispy right now. That's here to stay. We started this podcast doing it on a coat hanger, and you folks are still here dancing with Bob today. I appreciate you. Now, we have an interview coming with two people. We have our guy, Joey Coldcuts, dear friend of the pod, and then we have Jersey Jerry Two back-to-back interviews. Audio is going to be a little bit shaky with Joey Coldcuts. That's when we were using the old mic. Jersey Jerry is going to come on. I think it's going to be very crispy for you folks like you hear it right now. So just go ahead and adjust that. And I can assure you this is our last episode with any type of shitty audio you're going to be. It's going to be crispy from start to finish, just like you're getting now. It's crispy in the Jerry interview for the Ask Bob segment at the end. Only thing that's going to be a little bit shaky is Joey Coldcuts, but the clean audio is here to stay. I'll tell you who else is here to stay. The boys and girls over at Roback. Folks, get 15% off your first Roback order using promo code Bobby Golf Apparel at the absolute premium, ladies and gentlemen. You see it on the top of my lid. You see me wearing it every day. Buy Roback. If you want to go golfing or if you even just want everyday quality dress wear, go with Roback. 15% off your first Roback purchase using promo code Bobby B. Oh, BBY gets you a part of the Roback family. Uh, before we get into Joey Coldcuts and then Jersey Jerry, I do want to say I went out and saw Space Jam 2. I went out, I went to my friend's house because that's how everything is streamed now. Um, what an atrocious movie. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat this, ladies and gentlemen. That that was that was bad. That was bad. And I've always been a believer. I I I I always gave the nod to Michael Jordan in the classic debate between who's better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. I gave the nod to Michael Jordan, not by much. I think anybody that won't even entertain that conversation is is crazy. I think. You have to look at that conversation. I, I think it's very valid from both sides to have an argument on who was better. I think we have to take the Space Jam's movies into account when we talk about the greatest all time. I really do. I know it doesn't have much to do with basketball and actual NBA stats, but the difference in performances that we got between Michael Jordan and LeBron James in Space Jam has to be factored in when we talk about the greatest of all time. It has to. That's how big of a difference there was. Now, it wasn't easy for LeBron. It's tough to back up the original Space Jam. It's like trying to make a second Sandlot movie. You're climbing an an uphill. I mean, that's an uphill battle if I've ever seen one. So let's not be too hard on LeBron, but my oh my. 
that is two hours of my time that I do wish that I could get back. The whole movie from the start of the movie where it's the regular real life LeBron, you're just begging for them to get the Bugs Bunny. You thought LeBron needed AD. LeBron needed Bugs Bunny in the worst way. I was just praying for that thing to go animated and get to the cartoon part because I just didn't think LeBron had it. It's like Bugs Bunny was in the bullpen and we were just trying to get a few innings out of LeBron. It was a rough start. And then they got into Bugs Bunny and the cartoon characters and it picks up steam. But I'm telling you right now, LeBron needs Bugs Bunny more than he needs Anthony Davis because that movie was horrific. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I got nothing against LeBron besides the fact that he just took two hours out of my time. Tough, tough thing to do. Whew. Whew. That was rough. That was definitely, definitely rough. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get right into it. Um, something that we're going to be ramping up on the show is a lot more interviews. I miss doing interviews. I love doing interviews. Um, celebrities, actors, athletes, we are going out after a lot of interviews. We'll still be doing the bet the bits, but I want to be throwing in a lot more interviews. Um, today's just going to be a different type of day. We're going to be throwing in uh, Joey Coldcuts, and then we're going to back that up to Jersey Jerry, our guy, Gerard Gilfone, likely have an interview coming next week for you folks. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in to our guy, Joey Coldcuts, backed up by a very, very special NBA lock coming from our guy, Gerard Gilfone. Let's go dancing. Cutsy, it's been a very long time since you've been on the podcast. We miss you, big fella. And I'll tell you one thing, Joseph. After dining in your new establishment, okay, Cut Steakhouse, Michelin Star Restaurant, I will say I, I totally understand why you've been AWOL the way that you have been. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you that you, you feel that way because a lot of people don't, don't get it. They don't understand. I do, and you warned me about it. You warned me but before you take this job, Cut Steakhouse, Beverly Hills, you said my life is done. You said this is it. Joey Coldcuts, as you know him, you're not going to see a whole lot of them. Now, we showed up to the restaurant and we went with Back Nine Chuck because Lord knows I couldn't afford those type of prices. And I will say that, Cutsy, is a different dining experience. There, there's going out to dinner and then there's going out to a Michelin star restaurant. The establishment that you're running, that's something to see, Joseph. Yeah, I wish more people had an opportunity to see what I do there and just kind of have a camera crew follow me around. I think you get a good kick out of it. Kick out of it, if I'm being honest. Now, if we were talking, like, if you thought, like, I was thinking about this, okay, if you thought out of all of Beverly Hills, okay, yeah. in the percentile of most outrageous menu prices, the highest menu prices per item, okay, would you say you're in the top five percentile it's got to be top five if not more i can't think of a place in beverly hills yet alone the united states that's going to charge the prices that they're charging no i think your prices are reasonable oh god see that's the most the, the, the bill was three thousand dollars call back nine chuck and ask him if the prices were reasonable I now again you didn't hold back you guys went all out we went all out we went all out and by the i mean you guys are doing two to four ounces of caviar as a, as a, as a prerequisite before the dinner. Bowl play. 
bolt play. I'll tell you right now who charges the most outrageous prices in all of Beverly Hills. And that is the Salt Bay's restaurant. Is oh, fuck that guy. It is the most overcharged. Fuck that guy. Place I've ever I don't seen. like him. I don't no, like him. No, I can't stand him too. You know, somebody tried to set the restaurant on fire already. Yeah, I, 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 I don't like him. I really don't. I think this guy is, is, I think he's getting away with stone cold murder. I really do. I think Salt Bay is getting away with murder. Now, like feeding women with the meat, like in front of their boyfriends. Let me tell you something. If somebody tried to hang a ribeye over my girlfriend's mouth, like she's a fish, like she's a tilapia and he's using it as bait, I would throw a fucking fit. I'd be, I'd be like, waiting to come out of the water to just snap on a piece of freaking ribeye. Yeah, but you know what I will say? He's capitalized on on his his viral video. I mean, to to the furthest extent, Salt Bay is is making a kill. But the the least he could do, what bothers me about Salt Bay, he doesn't speak. No, he's a mute. Yeah, I, have you ever heard Salt Bay talk? He's a Charlie Chaplin of restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the guy you don't see him. In there about this guy. Sunglasses on. Yeah. I think that's why people pay. They want to figure out more about this guy. Maybe he gets at the table. He'll say a word or two. Well, you can figure out more about him. You're going to have to spend about $1,000 per item. It's, you know, and a guy that we got to give a shout out to that I love. I love when I go on TikTok, one of my favorite things to do that I can do all day is the food review, guys. I love the people that go out in an area that you are and you go to TikTok and you watch them do food reviews. To me, I, I can't get enough of Rick Locks is our guy. He's not that big. Not that many people know him. He's our guy. He he's went in. Re- on, 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 not on Instagram, but on TikTok. But he's one of the few guys I actually respect. A lot of these he's, guys that go on there, they got no clue what they're doing. Or they're just, you know, somebody yeah. offers them some free dinners and all of a sudden this is the best steakhouse. This is the best Italian. Rick, you know? Rick, Rick, Rick Locks knows what he's doing. I, I think he's very good. I can watch these things, Joseph. I can watch these food reviews all day. And now I've been putting all my Instagram. On Instagram, we've started talking a little bit. I, I want to do a dinner with him. And I mean, this out. guy, this guy does it right, but he went into to Salt Bay's restaurant and trashed just got charged, trashed him, trashed him, and he doesn't do it often. He's very good. He he really won't bash any place. He bashed that place, and I don't blame him. He but right, it's overpriced, and he doesn't hold back. It's crazy. It's crazy. But but getting back to cut, I mean, you go to a steakhouse like this. This was this was nuts. Now I do think it was a little nervy right out of the gate. You've been there for about a month. I asked you if you could get Wolfgang on the pantry, boys. I think Wolfgang Pug. He comes in all the time. I mean, maybe he's the original celebrity chef before before all these other guys. Before you had you know the Emeralds of the world. Before the Ramses and all these ta- Thomas. Well, you know Wolfgang's the original celebrity chef the guy just when, did a documentary for disney plus he's all over the place i can't even see him unless i reach out to his assistant i think it's a little you know it's a little little, a little nervy three weeks to ask him to do a, a podcast interview pantry boys i i think if you could get him for pantry boys no. i think i know it's nervy i know him then yeah maybe we'll throw him your way but i'll tell you what too before you talk to him you guys gotta you got you gotta do some research and really ask him some good questions. Well, yeah, it, it, it would have to be top tier, top of the line questions, That's no question. Now, 
I, I will say, I'm not going to ask the guy about peanut butter when he came on. I would ask him a very good, I, I would, what, where I felt very bad, Joseph, it was one of the worst I think I felt. Like, my heart was in my stomach for you. Opening night, Cut Steakhouse, they're only doing 60 covers, okay? Six of those covers are my table with Back Nine Chuck. Now, yeah. I thought that you made the reservation. I thought you got us the reservation at 630 Turns out it was six o'clock. So I had on top of that, just for the prerequisite, you weren't even on time for the 630 reservation. That is correct. (laughs) Even if you were 630, it showed up closer to seven. I felt terrible. Lauren hit traffic. Lauren hit traffic. She I don't want to just throw it on her, but she hit traffic. (laughs) Yeah, I know I just threw her right under the bus. But I didn't know what time the reservation was at, so you can't blame Lauren for it. Well, no, I can't. And we were all (laughs) we were already 12 minutes behind even the 630 reservation, which the reservation wasn't for 630 opening night. Okay. And you know, what was very cool was seeing my old hotel manager. It's at the, it's at the hotel that we worked at. She was at cut steakhouse. This is now where people give you guys a lot of shit. And this is just the way the fine dining is. The food was unbelievable. And it's like this next level Michelin star stuff is the plate was so much bigger than the food. Now, with that being said, the quality is at such a high level, but Josephine, okay, maybe you guys just get smaller plates so that if somebody takes a picture, it doesn't look as, you know what I mean, Joe? Because a lot of people are going to split whatever they're having. Well, that's what you guys did. You split items. Yeah. Split the items, it comes on a big plate. It looks smaller. If the full item was on the plate, the variance to the plate is a lot better. So it doesn't look nearly as you know, small or, or, or um, in, indecent in size, you know, because you guys were splitting steaks in half. The way so, I will say in big. And, 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 and you know, it, I, I won't take that away from you, but in all honesty, you took a picture of the steak with one piece left. Fair, fair. <laughs> I was late. Fair. I mean, you look great, but you could have zoomed in. You did a <laughs> One piece. It was like one minuscule. Piece. I know. I, I I did. I did the bird's eye view on the picture, which which didn't help you guys. But oh, but it was and a big credit, by the way, to Back Nine Chuck because again, I, there's no way I could have afforded what we had for dinner. What this guy does is we sit at the table. We we give him full faith in the men. Chuck, you got the ordering. We knew he was taking care of the dinner. He's a fucking beauty. He rolls out something special to where you might not find anybody in that restaurant that ordered better than we did. He did the caviar out of the gate. He did the smoked salmon out of the gate. He did the wagyu. Smoked salmon, it came with the caviar, but then he did the oysters. He did, and then he did a little accoutrements with that. Oh. Then, then you guys did the, uh, the top end wagyu so everybody could try that with the three pound lobster yeah. which by, by, by you know uh not to, not to mention was done table side by your da- table side service by joey Coles. It was the first lobster that he had chopped up and what i actually kind of liked cutting i didn't know if it was because you were upset that i was late to dinner which i was worried about because i honest to god i i felt terrible and i said the lord on the way because like i just felt so bad again it wasn't wasn't her fault at all it was it was on me i was running the happy hour late but i said he has every right to be so pissed off that's when i thought the rezo was at 6 30 turns it out we were saying he had every right to be pissed off but you came to the table opening night 
And I thought that you would be having fun with us, cracking jokes. Cutsy was all business. It okay. was not. We were open, to be quite honest. Like, it was a big deal. Cutsy you know? was all business, you know, man. You know, I got some guys who want to come in. They're, they're friends of mine, but, you know, they're, they're going to come in. And, you know, we, we, we only took in 70 reservations. We were turning people away like crazy. Yeah. So I went out on a, on, on a haunch to say, let's get these guys in here. And then it's, you know, back nine was even late, which is unlike him. Back nine. Oh, I see. I did not know that. But well, I, hold on. I did not know that back nine Chuck was late. Was back nine Chuck late? So by 620, no one was at the table. Well, well then you know what? I got I got I got news for you. My 643 arrival is not so bad anymore. I'm going to call back nine Chuck. Back nine Chuck. How, how late was back nine Chuck? Back nine Chuck was about 20 minutes late. Which I'm is calling him right now. I'm going to call him right now. You can ask him. I'm not making this up. Honestly, my 643 is not as bad as I thought it was had it been seen. It's still bad. It's bad. They're looking at me like, are these guys even showing up? Yeah, no, it's bad. It's it's bad. No doubt about it. It's two people show up, and then Showtime and Sam showed up, and then you guys were rolling. And, and by the way, don't forget about the oysters out of the game. We did the oysters, too. Then we did our own steaks. And then you sent out like... But but it was it was an all business cutsy, which uh, we've always said you go into the hotel, there's gotta be some sort of you know, you gotta be able to flip that switch. A lot of the things that Joey Coldcut sees that people see, you know, in the golf Instagram and stuff, you walk into your restaurant, it's a different Joey Coldcuts that you're gonna see, even for even for me. I mean that you were all business cutsy. Well, well, perception is reality, Bob. Yeah, you better believe it. You better <laughs> believe it. Um, and another thing that we got to talk about uh, that I that I got to stop, and 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 it's bad. I, I really stopped taking games. I really don't have a crazy desire to bet games because I know in the long run, regardless of what people say, they always tell you about the winners. They don't tell you about the losers. The house always wins. So every time you get on, uh, on gambling sports, you're usually going to lose. And, and I've come to, to realize that. However, however, when it comes to these golf bets that I've been putting in, now we share an account. We share a betting account. Yeah, we I, do. I have come Wednesday night before Thursday morning of the opening round of a major. I got big problems. I, I I love to bet these things. I go fucking ballistic. I took half the field for the British Open, and come to mention, my bets are terrible. They're so bad. Well, I think part of the thing is you get lost in the odds you think it's so is- much fun you go, you go oh brooks kepka 1700 minus 17 plus 1700 so yeah that means he's got to win that regardless it's not like they place top 10 that means they got to win it all you, you got you got a couple you got 100 what, 60 70 golfers out there you know it has to place number one of course it's going to be 1700 you woke up thursday morning when you saw the amount of pending wagers that we had. Yeah, I flipped out. You flipped out. And, and do you know. I'll tell you what, before the next major that comes, I got to look what it is. I will definitely be having a call with you the night before because first was the U.S. Open. Somehow yeah. Abraham answer was, was the likely winner along with Tony. <laughs> 150 bucks on both of them and I did damage control now I took Rom and we won with Rom but the odds weren't that good and, you know and you know what by the way with 
with the major we just had, I, I think the only person in the field that I did not bet on was, was the winner. That was Colin Morikawa. I didn't. <laughs> well, fall apart the last time, so you didn't think he had it in. I know. I know. And I think that's the only guy that I did. I got to, when it comes to the golf, I can't get enough of, uh, of the bets. I just. You know, I will say this. If, you know, I don't mind losing a bet if, if you got a shot. Like, and when you, when you make a bet, all you want is a chance. You oh. know what I mean? Like if you bet, if you bet, if you bet uh, the Suns box. But, but do you know? Do you know what your problem is? Do you know what your problem is? And and even with all of this, Joe, there's nobody I'd rather share a gambling account from because when we watch the games together, it is so much fun. It, it is. It could take up your whole night in the best way. It, it is such an adrenaline rush. I think we see the games very well. It's the game within the game that we're looking at with spreads free throws for NBA, just the extracurricular type shit that we see. What your problem is, though, Joseph, is, oh. if I may, if you got a That's second. Here, Bob. I hope you have a little bit of time here. What your problem is, you are, without question, the biggest Monday morning quarterback I have ever met in my life. Now, do you know what a Monday morning quarterback is, Joseph? Yeah, you've told me on many, many occasions. We will mention a game. You'll say, hey, you know what? I kind of like the Yankees tonight. And then we leave it at that. You don't press me that you want the Yankees. The Yankees will go up one run, and you will throw a fit that we did not take the Yankees. Well, because, you know, I got to be honest with you. Sometimes I feel like I have to check in with you before I make that. I don't – well, you, 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 I was going to say you well, should, but what I pulled – with the with the golf but i always feel compelled to, to run it by you and if you if you don't seem gung-ho on it i'll just let it go i do appreciate that joseph and and, and, and i you know, it would be nice if it was reciprocated once or twice i i should absolutely be running the the, the what i did with this british open was, was a massacre now i'll tell you what though where bobby excels and i'm looking very much forward to it is football season bobby is a very good yeah. Football better, and, and I'm just praying that you're going to get hot because you've well, got a lot of reparations to make up for. I do, I do, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. None of the sports are easy to bet. I think if you had to pick the easiest one to bet, if there was one, I think it's the NFL. I think it would be the NFL. Bets in NFL are easier. Prop bets? Prop bets in NFL are easier than in like other sports. Yeah, you know the prop bet you love though that I just can't really get behind. I don't know why I don't get that much of an adrenaline rush over it. Is the um, a player to score like one in particular? Because you, you I know, but you'll you're, you're, you're Henry to score, Robbie. You're pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, but 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 you'll do like Josh Allen, like a quarterback to score. I don't want to root for a QB sneak. The, the scrambling quarterbacks to score is nice. I don't enjoy that. I I don't I don't get a I don't get a rush out of that. I I mean it's got to be such a when I I don't want to root for a quarterback sneak the whole game. You know what I mean? I picked once. I picked I picked Drew Brees to score a rushing. Now touchdown. that is fucking nuts. And he hit it right. He did the the, the, the leap I've over. Never it again in the rest of my life. It's a terrible. It, it's just not guy to get tackled on the one yard line. And you know who is, loves that is uh is Jerry Don. Jerry Don loves. Jerry's been pretty freaking cold lately, so let's hope he he comes bouncing back. Now he did give us a win on the box the other day. I'll give I'll give him. That he one. did give us the win on the box, and we're we're gonna bring Jerry on later to talk about the box because I got a feeling Jerry wants to put his house on the box. He's been he's been riding the box heavy, and, and, and you know a stance that he took, which I kind of like, is in the NBA. 
instead of doing like, okay, the Bucks were plus four the other day. And don't even bother with the spread. Take the money line there for the NBA. You know what I mean? Because even that, just the gap, it's just so rare that it's going to hit that gap. Well, I think it's like sometimes it's like minus one or plus one or money line. There's no difference by one point. Yeah, like, but even even the, even the go as far, though, as to say even for like the four points or the five points, because you got the free throws at the end. You always got to factor in for the free yeah, that's throws. A bit of a security blanket. You got that to bank on in the, in the you know, in the, at the end of the day. Can I tell you another thing that's bothering me, Joseph? Apparently a lot, but yes. Yeah, I want to get, I want to get it all out of, I want to get it all. Um, you know, I, I was look. oh, here's back night Chuck here. here here's one of the things I'll be, he showed up. I just want to ask him about this reservation. Cause that's amazing to me. Cause he's never late. Never. Get him right here. Chucky. We're live here on the Burnley Dumb Show right now. We got Charles Petrie, also known as Back Nine Chucker. Let me ask you, Chucky, did you show up late to the cut reservation? Did I show up late to the cut reservation? Uh, it depends. Did we have it at 6.30 or 6? So hold on here. No, well, this is very interesting. Well, hold on, Joseph. Hold on. This is very, this is very interesting. Because now, you, Chuck is trying well, to make no, 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 no. Because I thought it was at 632. And and to be quite frank with you, Chucky, you weren't that upset with me at, at all. So did you think that the reservation was at 630? Um, I, I knew that we talked at Now, but let me ask you, but Chucky. From Chucky here to me, okay. I messaged him at 6.15. I said, right. where are you guys? Right. He's about to walk in now. I said, Jesus, a little late, Chucky. I'm you. He goes, I know. Sorry, buddy. Oh, I here we go. Chuck, you're on the hot seat right there. I, now, I don't know. With the ordering. So, yeah. So, you know what, Chucky? You're on the hot seat. You did know. Yeah, you know, and Chucky, what we do, what we do here on the Burnley Dump Show is we call a spade a spade, and it looks like to me you were comfortable coming in 15 minutes late because you knew that you were going to order well. Is that right, Chucky? Oh, that is absolutely, absolutely true. <laughs> okay, okay. See, that's good to know. And, and, and Joe, know now, now, Chucky, can you, can you, can you hear Katsi on the audio right now? Can you hear him at all? Okay, now, Cutsy, what would you say with the way that Chuck ordered? Okay, do are you okay with him coming in fifteen minutes late? I have no problem with it because he's paying the bill. He has no problem with it. He said, and, and Chuck, is there any type of order that you would have done different, or you were very happy with your order? Oh no, my, my order was phenomenal. I think we might have missed one or two of the of the really good appetizers, but beyond that, uh, it was what what appetizer would you say you missed? Because I think cuts talked you into the Wagyu sliders where you would not have gone with the Wagyu sliders. That is correct. And he, he definitely made it a point to, for us to get those. And they were great. Yeah, they were great. But what's the one appetizer you thought we were missing, Chucky? Uh, was there lobster rolls on there, maybe? Yeah. With the lobster roll? The lobster roll? We didn't get them because we got the three-pounder instead. Oh, we got the three pounds. So yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not losing sleep over not getting the you know, lobster. I think you guys could have gone. There we go. Cutsy's about to tell you where you went wrong. Was, I don't think you did, went wrong. I think it's just a different variation, but to make it a little bit more, you know, intimate, I think you could have done a table side, uh, you know, carving 
for a big cut of meat. You think uh, he's he's the table. Chucky. He he thinks that you missed the table side carving. He thinks you could have done like a big piece of meat. I'm not going to give you a hard time, Chucky, because I think you did. There is nothing that I could say. But but Chucky, we're we're going to keep the ball rolling here. But but we appreciate you. Phenomenal dinner. I thought you did a great job, Gordon. Did want to clarify the cut reservation because that got brought up. And, and what about what about did we talk about who was first with the two ounces? I did add the extra two ounces onto the wagyu. I <laughs> I thought that might have been. Yep, I I thought that. <laughs> I thought, yeah, no, I thought that might have been a little bit nervy. I thought that. Well, he talked me into it. The server sold me. Um, Back nine put a put a rental payment down for that dinner. What about the what about the the, the Russian Central? The what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. That is very, very true. But yeah, I did add on the two ounces to the wagon. I didn't know that that was a play. And and, and I did. Chucky, we, we appreciate you. We're going to keep the ball rolling here. We love you. And again, thanks for dinner, bud. See you, Chucky. Uh, all right, Chucky. The other thing that bothers me, Joseph, is I was looking at my Instagram from the stories we posted of going golfing the other day. And I would think that you would tell me, yeah, I don't go all the way back in my swing. Like somebody told me I got the Tony Finau thing going on to where my back swing. I mean, that's a compliment if they said they, your swing looks like Tony Finau because I don't think. Yeah, but yeah, it's a different ball game. Though. You know <laughs> what? Like I kind of go halfway rather than taking the full turn. You, you did, did you ever notice that? Yeah. But that's, the, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't need to go all the way back. I actually, my arm, ext- I, I bend my elbow, my, my inside elbow. And- yeah, but I think even if I did the... Even you got to do what works for you, Bob. And you know uh, what? I can't stand it when you post something on Instagram and everybody's a swing expert all of a sudden and has all these different remarks. And meanwhile, they think I shot like 120 and I was five over on the round. Yeah, well, you know what, too? I do a very bad job of if somebody gives me swing advice, which they all come on the Instagram, I mean, it doesn't really bother me, but I actually take what they said and I put it in my head. And so I'm trying 50 different things. Remember what happened when you did that with Tuan? You had the yips. Yeah, look, people love Tuan, but I will tell you this. They love (laughs) Tuan because of that video. There is nobody that fucked me up more than Tuan fucked me up. He tried giving me swing advice. I had the yips for about six months. It was bad. It was really bad. Tuan, I I mean, people don't know that. Tuan fucked me up real bad. Now, folks, we're going to keep the show rolling here. Cold Cuts, we're going to let you get to work, big fella. I know you got to get out the door. We love you, Joey Cold Cuts. We appreciate the hard work. We always appreciate you coming on the podcast. And uh, make this sooner than later. All right, Joseph? Glad to be back, dude. It's been a while. Go get him, big fella. Sling some steaks. We love you. We appreciate you. You're always welcome here, big cat. Love you, faithful. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know me, you know I love to fuck around. I have fun. But something that I never fuck around with is my ball sack. I never have and I never will. And that's why I tell you I use the most premium of the premiums product, if that makes any sense, when it comes to trimming my nutsack. The Lawnmower 4.0, brought to you by Manscaped, 
is as good as it gets. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, and optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time in the bedroom. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lens with sizes one to four. Did I mention the wireless charging? The Lawnmower 4.0 does it all, ladies and gentlemen. Manscaped, do it all as a company. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code 20BOBBY. That's 20BOBBY, 20% off, free shipping, 2-0-BOBBY. We're going to be playing a hysterical game with Jersey Jerry midway through the show. He's going to have a shot to win some Manscaped items. When you hear that segment, go ahead, get another browser going, and smash Manscaped.com. Type promo code 20 Bobby to get 20% off and free shipping, free shipping off your manscaped order today, folks, your balls will thank you. Let's keep rocking. And now ladies and gentlemen, it's time to check in with a young man from the state of New Jersey. That's the garden state. You're looking at five foot four, a buck 65 full of grown man. That is a young man by the name Gerard Gilfone. Are you with us, Jerry Diesel? Bobby, hear me? Yeah, we could hear you very good, Jerry. I guess I Yesterday, you posted an Instagram video, um, mm-hmm. and interesting to me, you wear one of those, the hats in the shower. Is that to protect the mullet, Don? I, I very rarely have I seen those used. Well, I uh, I was talking to my barber a little bit, and he's like, you know, Jersey, your hair's getting a little too dry. Dry, and I huh? said, what can I do about it? Yeah, a little too dry, you know what I mean? Because I wash my hair every day. And he's like, no, nah, don't do that. Maybe three to four times a week, that is it. To wash the hair. See, that's good to know. I'm good to get that information as well because I'm doing all types of shit. Your barber, Jerry Don, I'd be his worst nightmare because he wants nothing <laughs> to do with what's going on up top. What do you pay for a haircut, Diesel? Uh, he blesses me, 35. Usually give him 45. Okay. That's right around where I would think well, but, you know, I spent about sixty dollars on a haircut done. That's a lot of money, Bob. That's a lot of money. And you're not getting really nothing special that, either. Well, that's my problem. That's my problem. And then everybody busts my balls for going to supercuts, but the reason being is there's not much you could do with the hair, and there's no. not that much hair. I almost think mm-hmm. barbers should be charged based on the volume of hair that you have. It's a good point. You never thought about going bald. It'd be much easier. Save money, too. I do. No, I do think about that, Don, more than you could possibly imagine. I, I do. I do. I just think. Like, you know, it hurts, too. You, you keep on wearing hats. It's thinning your hair out. Yeah, but it's already thin. It's like, you know what I mean? Why, why they say, you know what the bald community says? They say that once you do do it, that once you do take the plunge, they say it's one of the most freeing things out there. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I just can't picture you bald, though. Oh, see, I thought you could. I thought you were trying to push me to go bald. If that's the case, I'll keep with No, I, I am. I, I'd rather you do that. But, I mean, I can't picture it is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it's that's bad, a, Bob. That's, I mean, we're looking at the hair right now. That That is an issue, Jerry Don. That is. But you got about seven inches from the eyebrow to the top of the hairline. Yeah, see, that's the problem, too. I don't know if my forehead is big or my hairline. It's just my hairline. Yeah. Yeah. Or am I working with a little bit of both, Jerry Diesel? 
I think it's more the more 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 the hairline. Could be. Yeah, yeah, could be. We we would never know until I go bald. When I go bald, I think that'll tell a lot uh, about the type of forehead that I got. But 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 Jerry Don, we we got a lot to get into. Okay, we got yep. a lot to get into here. Uh, first things first, you had the baby shower. We we got Junior Don on the way, which I am highly highly anticipating. I I think this kid is going to be spectacular. Um, just as an overall person, content wise, you get it all with Junior Don. What I found impressive, and Benny the Jet, if, if you could fire this up, uh, Jerry Don showing up in the Gucci shirt and pants, that's very special, Gerard. That, that is special. Is that something you got just for that, or did you have that in the arsenal? No, I, I whipped it out. Um, I whipped it out for it. It was the, it was the, Gucci, the Gucci shirt, the Gucci yep. socks, and the Gucci shoes. Mm-hmm. The pants, unfortunately, were from Sarah's. That I went on the rant about. Um, yeah, you were not a fan of Zara's. Nope, not at all. But I had to get a pair of pants. I got them from Sarah's. And I mean, the Gucci socks, Gucci shoes, Gucci shirt. Um, Don, is that Sarah's with an S or is that Zara's with a Z? With a Z, Bob. Okay. I thought you were saying Sarah. I was going to say your Sarah's different from my Zara. But I apologize. Floor's yours, Diesel. No, I just, you know, I got the shirt for the special occasion. And I think it was a nice outfit. I thought it was phenomenal. You got to feel, you know, I'm trying to get more into the fashion game. I talked about this on the last episode. You, you wear something nice like that. You, you, you feel good. You know what I mean? You feel, you, don't you feel good about yourself? That's Gerard? the old saying. When, when you feel good, you look good. Yep. And you looked good, Jerry Diesel. And I'm watching, when you look good, you feel good, actually. Sorry. There it is. When you look good, you feel good. I'm watching you move around this baby shower. Any good finger food? I mean, was it a smashing success, Diesel? Very good food. I had the uh, the, the campanata. I had that. I had some polenta with some potatoes and mushrooms. That was good. The fried galamond. That was good. And uh, dinner, I didn't get to eat, honestly. I'll be honest. Didn't, Why? Because didn't... you were too busy working the floor? Yeah, too busy. You know, thank going up to people, thanking them and stuff like that. But uh, after the party was done, came home, unloaded all the gifts. Around 2.30, I got myself a nice plate, and that was that. Yeah, I always feel, even like people who have weddings, I always feel for the bride and groom because yep. they're never able they're never able to just eat and, and enjoy their food. There's too many people coming around them. They don't get to enjoy. It's like they're hosting the party for everybody else. I'll tell you what. I, I mean, this is, this is bad coming from me because I have only been to one wedding in my life. The cocktail hour seems like the best, the best part of the party. And then the dinners... They're not good. Could not agree more. They're not good. They really aren't. So what I was thinking, if I ever was to get married, which which is highly, highly, highly unlikely, <laughs> um, I would do like a food truck type of thing. You know what I mean? I, Diesel, I love the kind. Now, a play that you see made is after the wedding, after the dancing, the food truck comes out. That's great. I can imagine what they pay for it. I love that. I've always been a big believer. You go big on the cocktail hour. The cocktail hour is fun. Go big on the finger food, bacon wraps, scallops. Go yeah. hard on the cocktail hour. And then I love the idea of dinner doing a food truck, maybe an yeah. in and out truck, something around yeah. along those lines, Don. I don't Yeah, Chick-fil-A right. truck or something, something cool like that, you know? I like that a lot. I like that a lot, Jerry Diesel. Another thing <clears throat> that I like a lot is the game you gave me recently. And, and and we got a fun game coming up um, that I'm sure you're going to be very happy with. Um, 
got a fun game coming up. But before that, I just want to give people a little backstory. Something that was not being talked about was Jerry Don, the guy that we go to time and time again for a handicap bet, for something that we need to get in, you need a win, who do you go to, Jerry Don? Something that was not talked about was that Jerry Diesel was ice cold. Yeah. You, you were very silently ice cold, Jerry Don. Do you want yeah. to talk to the people about that cold shit yeah. before yeah. I get into it, Don? Yeah, that's fine, you know. You know, like every, you know, gambler, there, there's hot streaks and there's cold streaks. I was on a hot streak for a long time, and unfortunately, the cold streak lasted about, I'd say, about a month and a half, two months, so it was a long time, and it was ice cold, it wasn't just cold, I'm talking ice, I'm talking, you know, you ever see those people that, you know, Balboa's hitting the meats? Oh, in the, yeah, in the, with meat hanger type cold, butcher that, shop cold. That type of cold I was, and, and, you know, I let myself get away for a little bit, I said, I'm gonna take a break, I took a break. I watched, you know what I mean, here and there, games, Yankees, uh, Suns, you know, I watched all the games, and then when it was my time to shine, you know, that's when I made that phone call. The phone call came in, and I, I, me and Jerry Diesel are in such a rhythm now that I know he was cold, and I knew not to bother him about picks. I was not going to have him force it. I always said, when Jerry's ready, Jerry's ready, and the call will come, and I'm in L.A. time, so it was about 3 o'clock, game 5, before game 5, a couple hours before the Bucks, and I get a phone call from Jerry Diesel, and all I get is, it was always the Bucks. And I knew to smash the living shit yep. out of the Milwaukee Bucks. I smashed the shit out of the Milwaukee Bucks. They go down 15 points right out of the jump. I called Gerard in an absolute frenzy saying, Jerry, I still think you're cold. You were not the slightest bit worried, Jerry Don. Nope, not at about all. About this Milwaukee Bucks team coming back. Not at all. I've seen the story too many times. Like I said, there's one of my sayings, you know, you got the, it, it was always, you got to see you in the funny papers. Another one that has been thrown out there that people are talking about when I make my picks is it was already written. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I usually respond with when I'm that confident about a bet. It was already written. The Bucks will win that game, which they did. And they did, and it was such a fun bet to watch with you, Don, because we struggled out of the gate, and then we just watched ourselves just climb right on up. When they went up five, we just felt like if we came back from this deficit, it's toast. Now, I mean, the story of the day, the story of the week is Gerard Geigel phone. Jersey Jerry, our pride and joy, is back, is better than ever. And before we get into your pick, Jerry Don, what Mm -hmm. I want to go ahead and do, presented by our sponsors over at Manscaped, you have constantly asked me, Bob, how do I clean my balls? How do I keep these things crispier, cleaner, fresher, not just for yourself, but for your significant other? I actually asked for the the sample of the... uh... What is it? The deodorant, I think. Yep, that is the ball deodorant right here. This is the Manscaped ball deodorant yep. right there, Jerry. That's Donald. the one I want. <laughs> That's the one that Jerry wanted. He wants the Manscaped Crop Preserver ball deodorant. And I got news for you, Jerry Diesel. We're going to give you a shot at that ball deodorant. Not just are we going to give you a shot but that at that ball deodorant. 
We're also going to give you a shot at the crop mop. Let me oh, tell you cool. a little bit about the crop mop, Jerry Diesel. Ball wipes with active pH control. And we know you <laughs> love pH control. And I got news for you, <laughs> Jerry Diesel. And you're smiling ear to ear right now. We ain't done. Nah. We got another shot for you, Jerry Diesel. You ready for us? What you could win? The good old weed whacker. Go Ooh. ahead and keep those balls nice and fresh, Gerard. I like that. I keep like them. That. You like a good. You like a good weed whacker. Huh, yeah, Don? send it over. Send it over. Tell him you want the weed whacker, Don. Manscaped jersey, Jerry. I want. I want it. He wants the weed whacker. So here's what we're gonna do. Okay, we are gonna give you five attempts, Jerry Don. Mm-hmm. I I could not do it. I'll be the first to tell you. I don't. I do not think that I could do it. If you do it. We got three products coming your way. You're going to have the cleanest balls in New Jersey. What mm-hmm. we're going to do for you, Jerry Don, if you could spell the name Antetokounmpo, Giannis Antetokounmpo, okay? I might not even be pronouncing it right. Just the last name, right? Just the last name? Just the last name, Giannis Antetokounmpo, okay? That is your boy. He's got you the big win that you needed for the ball cleanser, the crop preserver, and the weed whacker. This is Jerry Diesel. Pin the music, please. Benny the Jet. Five shots at Giannis's last name. Jerry Don, let it rip. You Shot got you. Do you got the correct spelling in front I of you? I do have the correct spelling in front of me here, Diesel. All right, I'll give it my first chance here. I'll take the combo. Take your time. A N. <laughs> we got A N. T I T. E N. C-U-M-P-O. You are wrong about that. The first one it sounded wrong, wrong when it came you got out. Four sounded... more, Jerry Don. You, you spelt the word tit in the middle of Antetokounmpo's last name. There are no tits in Giannis. He is a male, but keep trying, Jerry Diesel. You got four more shots. Am I right? So no, it's not A-N-T-I-T. Okay. A-N. Okay. T-E-T. C U K U M P O. No, 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 that is not right. Though, was Jerry. it close though? Was it close? Again, there, I can't give out any information. We're not just giving away ball cleansers here, Jerry Don. But you are very close. There is two, Jerry Diesel. Three more left for the ball cleanser. Come on, freshen up your nutsack, Don. I know it starts with A A N. I know that. So we got A N T E T on T. Hold on, A N T T E N T T U on T T T C U M P O on T T T Kumbo. Pronounce that again, Jerry Davis. On T T T Kumbo. No, it is not on T T Kumbo. You got two more shots left here. Does it? Can you just at least confirm if it starts with an A-N? I can confirm it does start with the A-N for the fresh ball sack that is Gerard Gilfones. Get that get that sack nice and fresh. Jerry, come on. Nobody deserves cleaner testicles than you, Jerry Don. Nobody I just, I'm trying deserves to... cleaner balls. Okay, I'm back. Come on, Don. A-N. Yep. T. Ante, A N T A, Anta, T A N T A T A, K U M P O, Anta Tecumpumbo. 
I tell you, Don, every dying dude, I feel like you're picking up steam. And then in the middle, you're just getting just lost in the shuffle, Don. Okay. <laughs> that, is, that is wrong. This is the final one. Benny the Jet, can we get a drum roll, please, for the crop preserver, for the crop mop, for the cleaner balls? Gerard, he'll phone one more shot at it. Let it rip. A.N. T-A-T. On T T T. A oh, I got it now. A N T A T A T A K U M B O. I'm off there, right? <laughs> Jeremy, you got closer to spelling the word Mississippi than you did. <laughs> That's a hard. It's a hard one. It's a hard oh. one. At least see if they'll send me one product for the effort. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the least we could do is is get the guy some type of product. So from me to you, Jer, I will (laughs) sacrifice my balls for your cleaner balls, Jerry Don. Now, before we let you out of here, Jer, you're Mm -hmm. hot. Yep. You got one down. You're feeling good. My account's feeling great. Jerry Diesel is back. The Jersey native, the comeback kid. Jerry Dunn, you didn't win the cleaner balls. However, talk to me about game six. Game six. Um, yeah, I got my pick, Bob. Talk, me, talk to him real dirty tonight. I want to tell Dunn. a story first, if you don't mind. Real dirty, Jerry Dunn. It was last Tuesday. Um, I went into a gyro shop. Now, normally I don't Greek, eat Greek food, but I happened to stumble upon this Greek place. I went in. Ordered the lemon potatoes, um, and I also ordered a gyro. I get the gyro, the bill comes. 635. Okay. Now, 635, what does that mean? I don't know what it means, but I know there's signs out there, which I do look for here and there. 635 popped into my head. Game six, number 35. Game six, Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's my pick, Bob. I don't know what it is about this guy, Giannis, but I do know Giannis likes gyros. And the number 635, they always come back to game six, number 35, Giannis. My pick is locked in, Bob. It was always game six. It was never the Suns in four. You can take the Milwaukee Bucks money line game six. Book it. Book job. And are we talking money line, Jerry Diesel, or are we talking spread, Jerry Diesel? Just hammer the money line because it was always $6.35. Jerry, I'll be quite frank with you. I have a headache trying to figure <laughs> out why that gyro shop led you to Milwaukee in game six. However, I don't doubt you. And shame on me if I ever did. We are <laughs> hammering the Milwaukee Bucks come Tuesday night. For those of you listening today, Tuesday morning, we are hammering the Milwaukee Bucks on behalf of our guy, Jerry the Kid. And one more thing we're going to do, we're going to cancel Chris Paul. I want him canceled. We're going to get him canceled for you, Jerry Don. (laughs) If you don't hammer Milwaukee Tuesday night, game six, Shame on you. Go have a gyro 
on me, Jerry Diesel. I love you. I appreciate you, you. Never change, buddy. I'll see you, bud, later. Seeing the funny papers, Jerry. Seeing the funny papers, bud. Well, folks, call me crazy, maybe so, but I do believe it is indeed that time, that time for everybody's favorite segment. It's the Ask Bob segment. The voicemails are back. They are better than ever. 848-281-7906 to have your question featured on the Ask Bob segment. That's 848 848- 281-7906. Letting it rip today is Bo Jackson. Hell of a name. From Raleigh, North Carolina. Bo, you do it all. Let's hear a good question now. Bob Jackson from Raleigh, North Carolina here. Listen, love the show. Love everything about it. Just got done listening to this week's episode. Been thinking about this Buffalo chicken dip story and the girl with the Buffalo chicken dip. I, I got to tell you, in my opinion, I think she just knew how good the chicken dip was. She knew that it was going to be a hit no matter where it was. It must have been a talking point. Maybe she's trying to land a date. Who knows? That's that's my take on it. But the more I think about it, I got I to gotta ask, Bob, what is the, what are your top five best dips? Are you a French onion guy? You know, maybe buffalo chicken dip makes it up there. I don't know. I thought I, I've been trying to come up with mine as we speak, and I'd love to hear yours. Love the content. Love what you do. Go get them, bud. That's what it's all about. There is nothing that that, that gets me going more than a good top five. It, it always leaves room for debate, argument. Everybody's got a take. Everybody's got a top five. It's one of my favorite things to do. Eating's one of my favorite things to do, which lines up perfectly for this top five. Now, the way that I'm going to do this here, though, I'm just going to do by things that you can dip. So buffalo chicken dip doesn't have to have a dip at the end of it. It could be anything. Anything that you can dip. Top five things to dip. From Big Game Bob, we're going to go least to first. Number five, last but not least, five, four, three, two, one, one being the top item to dip. Let's go dancing. Number five is going to be a wild card, and I'm okay with that. It's going to be artichoke dip. Now, it, a scary food. Artichoke is a scary food. I I brought home an artichoke from the grocery store the other day. I had no idea how to cook it. I don't know why I bought it. I looked at the artichoke. I said, I, I, what do we do? Do I microwave the artichoke? Do we boil it? Do we put it on the grill? How do we even eat the artichoke? And I look at the artichoke and think of the people who make the the great people who have made the artichoke dip, and I have no idea how they got there. Every time I look at an artichoke dip, I say, how the hell did they get here? How did they even start when you look at the artichoke? Love an artichoke dip. I really do. I think it's a wild card. I think it's an acquired taste. But it has been acquired for Big Game Bob. Number five is the artichoke dip. Number four, the buffalo chicken dip. And for those of you folks who didn't hear two episodes ago, July 4th, we had a girl come to our uh, my July 4th party. She brought a thing of buffalo dip. It was the hit, the talk of the party. Everybody was in that buffalo dip. She went to a second party, brought that buffalo, that same buffalo dip to the second party, and then brought the same buffalo dip back to my party. So that buffalo dip hit three different spots. My party, onto another party, 
back to my party. Bizarre move. And I got to be careful. As sometimes I forget the amount of people that listen to the show. Because next thing you know, in my DMs, after I did the bit about the buffalo chicken dip, the girl hit me up and she said, hey, I just wanted to explain the buffalo chicken dip. She got a kick out of it. She took it very well, thankfully. I don't think I said anything bad about her. I think she knew it was bizarre. But I just got to be careful because you just never know. But the, the, the three location dip was something I've never seen before. Number four, I got the buffalo chicken dip. I feel like Buffalo Chicken Dip really came onto the scene about seven to eight years ago. It really started making its way to football Sundays, and nothing screams football Sunday quite like a good Buffalo Chicken Dip. Uh, I think Buffalo Chicken Dip is spectacular. One of those things that are very hard to mess up. It's like a slice of pizza. It's hard to have a bad slice of pizza. There's better slices of pizza, but it's hard to have a real bad slice of pizza. You'll eat it either way. Same way with the buffalo chicken dip. Hard to mess up. Number three, let's not sleep on hummus. You want to talk about a versatile dip. You get the vegetables that you could dump in the hummus. You could do the pita bread into the hummus. You could do a chip into the hummus. I don't think we realize just how versatile hummus is. And I got that at number three. I feel great about that having at number three. It withstands anything that you're going to dip into it. Uh, number two, I got salsa. Let's not ever forget about salsa. Let's not ever forget about where we came from before all these other dips, the yum yum dips, chipotle, chipotle, aioli sauce, all of this other stuff. Salsa has always been there for us, ladies and gentlemen. Never do I want to see us lose sight of that. I think sometimes chips and salsa tends to be a party-only snack. Very rarely will I walk into a friend's house and just see them on the couch eating chips and salsa, and I wish I would because I do it all the time. I think chips and salsas are spectacular. I got salsa at two. Number one, I mean, you got to go guacamole. You, 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 you have to go guacamole. People who don't like guacamole are embarrassed even that they don't like guacamole. It's like they feel bad about it. You know what I mean? It's like their dark secrets come up when a thing of guacamole comes into the table and they have to announce that they don't like guacamole and then everybody from the table is like startled. I found out the other day, I've known my friend for years. I just found out he didn't like guacamole. Can't look at him the same. I can't. And they feel bad saying it. It's like, yeah, I really actually don't like guacamole. They know they should. That's the beauty of guacamole. We should all love guacamole. Guacamole is something special, real special. And don't even get me started on what the avocado can do and just how versatile the avocado is. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your list right there. I feel real good about that. Artichoke dip at five, buffalo dip at four, hummus at three, salsa at two, guacamole at one. That wraps up yet another edition of the Brilliantly Dumb Show, ladies and gentlemen. We love you. We appreciate you. This is the audio you are going to be getting moving forward. If you want bonus content, if you want more of the podcast, head on over to our Patreon link in my Instagram bio. Get the bonus content. Join the family. Join the movement. We'll see you over there. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you forever and always. Big Game Bob, signing off. We'll see you next week.